I'm Ashlyn Keenan and you're listening to Every Moment the Podcast, now in its 11th season and supported by Water Wipes, the number one baby wipe in Ireland made with simply two ingredients and nothing else. When I had my daughter, I wanted something I could trust to use on her skin and Water Wipes were and still are the one. I once made the mistake of trying a different brand and decided never again. I didn't realise just how much of a difference there could be between two fairly similar brands, but it was huge. My daughter is now two and I panic if I don't have at least one pack of water wipes within line of sight. With that in mind, I'm happy to say this season is supported by that most essential of products for every mum, water wipes. Winners of seven National Parenting Product Awards 2022, including Best Baby Wipes, they are ideal for delicate newborn skin. Together, we are committed to providing more support for parents with trusted products and this podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Every Mum, the podcast. I'm Ashlyn Keenan, your host, and joining me this week on the podcast is YouTuber, author and mother of two, Melanie Murphy. Melanie's approach to parenthood really, really resonates with me, and we talk a lot about how we both feel really strongly that whatever way you choose to parent is your choice alone and no one else's. So she discusses her choice to bed share with her babies. She talks about breastfeeding and how she decided she was going to talk about it online, even though she knew it would bring a whole new level of criticism to her door, which it did. Uh, She talks about how her past experience with eating disorders has shaped the way she views feeding her children And also we talk about her decision not to share her children's names. So when you speak to Melanie or watch her online, she's so engaging that you can immediately understand why she has such an adoring following. Um, And I hope you leave this episode feeling like you're not alone in any of your parenting struggles. Welcome, Melanie Murphy. Thank you so much for joining me on Every Mum the Podcast. I'm so delighted to have you. And we have spoken before on a different podcast, but this is our first time, as we've just said there, off mic, yeah. talking to each other as mammies. Mammies. I know. <laughs> literally, life is like done at 360s and then like it's just. Yeah. It's yeah. everything has changed. You have two babies now, not just one, but two no, babies. Do you ever get these moments where you're like, how am I? Like you realize you're a parent. Do you ever have mm. that? Like, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hit you and you're like, oh yeah, I'm actually responsible for these, for these years. Because yeah. my inside head voice hasn't changed. You know what I mean? But, you know, the responsibility and the weight of it. Because my my little lad, my eldest, he starts preschool tomorrow. And I'm just oh like, my, gosh. my whole routine is changing now. You know, like... The yeah, school yeah. thing is going to dominate my whole week. So it's just bananas. How how are That's you generally? What would be yeah. your word? Oh, generally, um, I my my word that I always choose is relentless. And I don't know, <laughs> I don't know if that's like that sounds very negative. No. Um, and it is, but there's, but any, there's anyone who's been through it understands it though. It's like, yeah, yeah. I hate that you kind of feel a lot of the time like you can't say these things and admit the reality of it without people taking mm. it as that you hate being a parent because like totally. I adore my children but also find a lot of it just like 
relentless and monotonous so difficult. And chaotic and yeah in, impossible almost um, so difficult so come here for anyone anyone who doesn't uh, follow you not that there's many people who don't follow you say hello no yeah I'd say because I'm all like I, I feel like a lot of my followers are English do you know what I mean so I, oh, I am, I'm, for from YouTube and stuff I'd say yeah, they, yeah, yeah 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 so maybe um but you have two babies so your your yeah. eldest is about to start preschool so he is what about three nearly three yeah he's nearly three at the end of September and, and my your littler one yeah she's nearly I think she's eight months just about to go eight months and I just feel like on her I blinked and she's this size like yes. that has been yeah, yeah, yeah. because you're so wrapped up with your first like mm. like we always joke and call her the forgotten child because a lot of the time he's so like he's talking and just won't stop talking all day so she's just sitting there a lot of the time observing him and mm-hmm. you know you'll be like oh yeah <laughs> she need food <laughs> like, just, yeah, what about not that really, other one <laughs> not really but you know what I mean she's yeah with, with my first it was like every single you know his first tooth like you're all waiting with bated breath for his tooth and and my mother-in-law the other day was like oh she already has four teeth so it's just like yeah yeah, yeah. as much focus and attention you know but yeah. um it's that's it's, the, it's, that's it's, the classic it's, second child thing though isn't it like I saw this meme the other day that and it was actually really sweet it was saying that like even though the first child you know has all the firsts and has all the that intense attention and that like oh my god my whole world is about you the yeah. second child has a more experienced more relaxed parent yes so they will have you know they'll have that different experience of a more kind of chilled out more relaxed mother do you feel like you've had that on the second or yeah because I always actually say that she's so much more like she's easier she's way more relaxed and chilled out and stuff and I wonder is that just because I am Um, and I've definitely been more anxious in a sense with her in that I think because I'm like she might be my last baby I don't know and I'm very much like in the kind of like deciding moment of that like but I'm like you know if if she's my last baby or like um and also I she's been with me all the time alone a lot of the time because during the pandemic is when I had my first son and I lived with my in-laws and it was like he had five adults around him all the time and so it's been very different and so I always want to like be weird that's where my anxiety comes in it's like I I'm very I just always want her within eyesight if you get me like I find it very hard to leave her and but in a lot of like how I parent her has just been like not like I never sit there googling everything like yeah 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 is this safe and is this okay and should I do this like I never have any of that with her um and yeah she's just been so much so so everything from from like food solids sleep uh, everything with her has been so much easier so like I I'm so lucky with that because like I know a lot of people say their second comes along they, with their first they're like oh yeah I have this all figured out and then their second comes along they're like oh no <laughs> chaos yeah yeah but do you think do you have has much change like so say how you parented your son the first time as a as a brand new mother mm. and now the way you're parenting your daughter have you learned you know have you changed anything from the first time that you've learned how to do better or to do differently or anything like that or is it very similar I think like a lot of the main things would be very similar um Mm -hmm. in that like well the things that like really worked with my son I'm just like are are similar but I'm I'm definitely way less like you know I'll just like give her tastes of what I'm eating or like I'll well one of the big ones is food though because with my first when we were doing the weaning and and Mm -hmm. solids I was really like 
uh, I don't know if anal is the right word to use, but like I, I hate like, I hate mess and I hated when he would like make a big mess with food. So I kept constantly cleaning his hands and cleaning his mm-hmm. face and the, the thing as he went, because I didn't want food everywhere and stuff. And I really regret that I did that because I think, and I didn't also give him enough variety of things to, because I was so scared of him like choking with the baby led weaning mm-hmm. that I didn't, yeah, yeah. I didn't actually offer enough variety of stuff that okay. I now he's like, he he's not like really fussy, but he's definitely a lot fussier than my daughter is because I'm kind of just giving her anything to try. Anything. I'm always yeah, like, yeah. I, you know, obviously we've a little book about like the way the serving size mm-hmm. you're supposed to give or whatever, but I just let her destroy the place and yeah. it makes her like, she seems like really interested in food and stuff. So like stuff like that, you do kind of make mistakes and then mm-hmm. you're like, right, well, I'm, I'm, you know, I think that's after resulting in that with him. So maybe I'll try this with her and mm-hmm. um, stuff like I didn't introduce white noise for sleep with my first until for months. Um, whereas now, like like with her, I had the machine ready to go before she was even born. So we, we got used <laughs> yeah. to sleeping with a white noise machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like her, um, yeah, she from the get go was very used to like having uh, white noise and and, so, and we can bring that on the go as well. So she still like can sleep in the buggy or in the car or whatever. Mm. The car is natural white noise anyway. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's definitely a lot of things like that. Um, but I do, I do feel a lot more confident in like more so just if I make a decision because it works for me and my family with my first, I always felt like I had to justify it to people who didn't agree yeah. with it. Whereas with yeah. her, I'm just like, no, like, look, I've done this before and it was, I know funny. it works. And yeah. yeah, like just with, with sleep stuff, like people would be like, oh, you can't just like lie with him while he's going to sleep and all this. He'll never be able to sleep by himself. Like he sleeps by himself all night and he's not even tree. And he's like, yeah, just stuff like that. I'm kind of like, I, I'd rather do what works for me and what feels mm-hmm. right for me. And I think I, I think has to find like, your own thing. Yeah. And, and when you say like, you know, you make mistakes or whatever, and like, I, I really don't think there is a mistake to be made because mm. every single baby is completely different. Like, and I mm-hmm. always think that, and that this is why I can't get over the amount of like negativity and stuff when, when people online, you know, like yourself would have following and with people kind of interested in their lives where they share the, the choices that they've made for their children. I really can't understand how someone, even well-meaning, could try and interject and say, well, actually, I don't think that's right. Because genuinely, and this is one thing I will always say, no child is the same. Even siblings, even twins, even yeah. identical twins, there are no babies that are the same. So. And you know what, that's, that's been a big lesson for me as well, because mm-hmm. you know, in saying that on the one hand, like I have never, ever, ever, like I would never go to someone and write, like, actually, I think, you know, on their parenting choices, yes, yeah, I don't get when people do that to me, it's just really bizarre. Like you can mm-hmm. think something without like trying to tell someone they should change something. But I have, Absolutely. I remember seeing people saying stuff like that about all kids need different things and stuff. And I remember what on my first baby, I was like, yeah, but maybe not like maybe and like, but now that I've had my second, I'm like, they are literally completely yeah. different. And like, it's, it's been such a like wake up call for like those thoughts that I used to have. I used to think like oh no all babies surely must respond the same way to this and that and the other but they really don't like mm-hmm. from the get-go as babies they were different in in yeah. ways yeah. like even just stuff like we've brought her up the exact same way and she makes strange with people he never did um, okay. whereas, and whereas she like can put herself back to sleep 
you know, without any crying or anything like that, he never, he would need like he, and all day he would be like latching onto my boob every like half hour here, like constantly. Mm-hmm. He was a boob monster. Whereas she's just like, no, I'll just wait a few hours and I'll, I'll feed while I'm falling asleep. And she takes a big feed at once and then okay. won't feed for ages. So like, they're just so different in, in, yeah, in yeah. so many ways. And um, yeah, so you obviously have to tailor your parenting for your for the specific baby you have and for your specific set up at the time, your schedule, your, your mental health, like everything like that. Um, mm-hmm. And that's why like, it's nice seeing parents sharing what they're doing to just, just out of curiosity, but it's never supposed to be a thing of like, I'm doing this, therefore you should do this. And I think no. some people take it as that if you're sharing what you're doing, whereas it's more so just people are interested and ask you and then you share it. And then like people who haven't asked you, see the content give, and the, like, give the feedback yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. um what's the like, most kind of I don't want to say like controversial is probably the wrong word but like what is the thing that you've gotten the most feedback on in terms of whether it's been positive negative or whatever like what's the thing that you have shared about your parenting choices that has blown up almost yeah I, I I think too I'd say co-sleeping like bed sharing and mm-hmm. um, breastfeeding and with breastfeeding it's it's more so just like it's not been the choice to breastfeed it's been the choice to talk about breastfeeding and yes yeah. about like why I why I did it and um that it's been because I was actually chatting to um a lactation consultant from Rotunda this morning because I'm going on a podcast of theirs soon and mm-hmm. um we were talking about that like how do you talk about something without people perceiving you talking about it as as like an attack on their decision not to do that thing like mm-hmm. if you're talking mm-hmm. about going to the gym you're not saying oh if you don't go to the gym you're a piece of shit like you know what I mean it's yeah it's, yeah 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 it's, of course it, yeah. breastfeeding's one of those ones where like and I I completely understand it I think it's because a lot of people who have either tried it who didn't get support who whose jobs weren't set up for it and um, all these things that like it's it's like a a a reminder like in a negative way like yes and but it's really hard then to like if you do feel really passionate about something and and you want to talk about the reasons you enjoy it like I love doing it because it's free I love doing it because it's relaxing like any any reason you have for for enjoying it um it I never post anything to do a breastfeeding where I don't receive a lot of negative um messages or comments right yeah so that's one that has kind of been a surprise to me I think because I thought it would be like I thought if I was getting backlash from it it would be um you know the kind of stuff you typically hear like people being like oh you should cover up or whatever I've had more of that in yeah real. I know what you mean yeah 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 in person being like why are you doing that in front of people or like just dirty looks and things I thought that would be the only stuff that I'd get I get online but it's always like turned into a, a conversation about something that it's not like it's always mm-hmm. turned into a conversation where people perceive a conversation about breastfeeding to be a conversation about shaming formula which is just mm-hmm. ridiculous because like yeah 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 it's so life-saving and so necessary so it's just like that's been one and the bed sharing um and co-sleeping thing is like so controversial because like yeah I think even now though the NHS website have information on how to do it safely but a lot of people it's like they they kind of um have certain things that they've heard in their head that they like repeat like you know the way mm-hmm. something if it's said enough it gets into your head as like yeah yeah for sure yeah and 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 that's very um because a lot of like 
studies on co-sleeping are not are, are on like you know really unsafe co-sleeping like on on people falling asleep by accident on the couch or people drinking and then sleeping next to babies people smoking in the room of baby and there's 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 like very um there's, there's just so so much information if you if you look for it you know what I mean on it and, and yeah. how widely it's practiced and even in countries where you know like it's it's not the norm it's still very common and it's like a taboo thing to admit to because people think like if I tell my friends I do this they're going to judge me or they're going to think like my baby's going to be hanging out with me until they're 18 and never going to sleep in their own bed or um or that like I'm I'm putting my baby in danger because I'm not doing it safely or whatever so it's like that that's been one thing that I was just like how am I supposed to I I didn't want to share it at first because I was mm-hmm. I was so scared of what people would say but I was like I've been sharing my my life for so long and like a vlog and like people know what my room looks like and you know and I tried so hard to get my first into a crib like for two months I was constantly yeah. and it was killing me like it was absolutely yeah. killing me because he every single time I put him down he was whinging and he wanted to just either sleep on me or beside me all the time and he was just constantly wanting to breastfeed and mm-hmm. I uh I was just like how how can they tell you to breastfeed for x amount of time in the hospital and then also you have to get up and down and up and down and up and down all night like I would die I would yeah. die. so I think that's kind of how I didn't plan to to do it so that's how like I kind of got into that and yeah it is it is really scary though putting yourself out there online and like in in that world this podcast is just one way that every mum supports you another amazing way is our free gift bag packed full of essentials for you and baby including free samples of water wipes the number one baby wipe in ireland to receive yours register now on everymum.ie there's a free gift bag there waiting for every mum with the bed sharing because it's not it's not something that I did, but I again have no I'm in no position to judge any parent for the choice that they make with their with their baby. Like we we chose to do like a sleep coaching sort of thing with our baby and that really worked for us. And I know there are lots of people that disagree with, with my choice on that. You know, I've had plenty of um messages to, you know telling me that I'm a but terrible parent. You can't for, win. You can't you win. Can't win. <laughs> no, you can't. Because if you, do, what, if you pick whatever you choose, there'll whatever be, you choose, there'll be someone. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So with bed sharing, um, it obviously worked for you on your first and you decide, did you decide to do it again then on your second? Yeah, yeah. So with, with my second, and, it's worked out yeah. better because she sleeps. Okay. Better. So okay. first he was like very, um, for the first few months of his life, he had this grunt and this kind of, like I don't know what still don't know what it was we asked the doctor and all about they were like it's nothing serious or dangerous some babies just make noises but um (laughs) very fidgety in his sleep and very um so because that was the biggest deal with the crib because because when he was beside me and he was doing that I could very quickly even if I was half asleep I could tell what was wrong with him um or if it was like if he was actually hungry if he was in pain or whatever whereas when when I was putting them in the crib and having to actually like get up and down the main thing though as well with the start of it was I had a third degree tear and I right. found it really difficult even going in out of the bathroom for the first few weeks so like having to get up and lift him in and out and do his nappy and, and breastfeeding a few times a night was really hard so like mm-hmm. my husband was kind of helping with that for the first few weeks and I remember so I was just like you are the weaker sex because he was like at the end of the bed his head in his hands 
tearing his hair out and he was like I'm going insane I'm going to lose <laughs> my mind because I had been waking him up to do all the nappies just to kind of relieve the pressure I was putting on down there after the birth yes quite of course, a, yeah. the first birth was quite like traumatic in that sense like a lot of the, the tear and I had a really bad hemorrhage and stuff so I really wanted him to kind of be but I realized that as well with the breastfeeding because I was constantly reading more and more about it that like your sleep cycles sync with your baby and like your you're, you're kind of breastfeeding as well in a in a, in a kind of semi-asleep state and it's giving you like, I know what you mean yeah, yeah he wasn't getting mm-hmm. any of that he wasn't getting any of that he was just getting me poking him awake and then yeah, yeah, you yeah. know I was also needing him to kind of help a lot then during the day so I was like it made more sense for me to just take over all the nighttime stuff him to get like a decent enough sleep obviously yeah. still disturbed because he'd hear us and stuff but he would then be able to take a bit to pick up a bit of slack the next day while I was like physically recovering um, yeah. and yeah so there was a lot of things with that like yeah after as well because it was during COVID when I gave birth in the hospital I had to stay in the hospital for a few days and I remember at the time one of the nurses had a or midwives had a cough and I wouldn't I was like I don't want because they were like you need to sleep we'll we'll just mind him just go sleep and I was like yeah yeah oh I was like I want to hold him I'm I was so scared like this was like in September 2020 so it's still like you know everyone was like we were still like yeah frightened of course of, yeah of course when I knew had gotten COVID yet so I was really scared and um I didn't want to I didn't want to hand him to anyone because oh. in case he got sick, I didn't want to put him in the asleep in the thing because yeah. the staff were very stretched thin with the situation. So if I pressed the button, there wasn't someone coming right away. So mm-hmm. he would be left like screaming and I was getting mad, mad anxiety because of what had happened on my sleep and stuff. So I stayed awake for like days, days and I was hallucinating and stuff. And I think because I hadn't initially gotten used to him sleeping separate from me again. Then when I got home, the thought of like him not being with me was like, I was so anxious then. So we were constantly kept trying to transfer him and um, I, I wouldn't be able to fall asleep. So I just kind of lie there and be like, Oh, he's going to wake up soon. So I might as well just not sleep because I'll just wait for him to wake up. And I was like, this is so unsustainable. Like I'm going to go in absolutely insane. And I was becoming so tired that I'd be like a danger during the day. So I had to figure out how to maximize my sleep. And um, yeah, so it just, it worked out for us in the sense that like, I didn't mind it was it was physically uncomfortable because you have to sleep in a, a spe- specific position called the C curl um, where the, their head is at your at your chest and your arm is ab- up above their head you can't have duvet anywhere near them pillow like it's there's all there's a thing called the safe sleep seven that you have to follow and they're supposed to follow and uh, so I was doing that so it wasn't like I would have much preferred to put him in a cot and just lie like this and fall asleep but he yeah. just, he wouldn't and um and then as he got bigger I really enjoyed sleeping beside him because he slept much better and I could cuddle him and stuff so then with my second I was like right it's probably going to be crap for a few months and um, but she's turned out to be such a good sleeper that like it's been grand so and that so that that's kind of worked out for us but like I have friends like one of my friends just gave birth and she has arthritis and she'd never be, you know what I mean? Like it would just, yeah. it wouldn't even be, it would, it would put her in agony. She'd be in hospital, do you know what I mean? With the pain, trying to sleep next to a baby. So like yeah. you have to look at your own, like what you want, what is your baby like? What's your house like? Some people don't have 
another room for the baby to go in some people have space for a crib even in their own room like it's it's so I find that as well like the 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 way people can be so judgmental about people's situations when like I had my first we were living with my my um husband's parents and like in their loft and like we didn't have like tons of you know what I mean space yeah 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 they're waiting to like we were like are we going to be able to buy a house are we not are we going to be here for another there's 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 kind of a level of privilege that comes with it as well like you were saying there are so many people who you know haven't got the space like physically don't have the space for a cot or a crib and don't have another room to move their child into conveniently and don't have the luxury of being able to like you with a a third degree tear the luxury of being able to easily get up and down to a baby multiple times during the night so when I listen to you talking about it it completely makes sense to me that you would have chosen to bed share you know and then as well like you know a lot of parents who are like single mothers and stuff if they don't have support with like yeah. you know nights and days and stuff and they're doing mm-hmm. all of the child care and they and their baby sleeps much easier and deeper next to them I just don't understand how anyone could judge them for that like yeah yeah especially when you really look into it and that like even the the you know biggest healthcare systems are like you know once you fit into these criteria or whatever it's like mm-hmm basically can be done very safely and um you know it's it's like everything though like you see it all the time like if someone shares their car seat and it's the wrong car seat or it's facing the wrong way like there's the there it there'll always be a big um thing sparked in in a comment section over over that and there's like there's always one area where you're going to fall short whether it's screen time whether it's whatever food you're offering Mm -hmm. um and but like there's no perfect parent there's no there are no perfect parents and there's also there's no, no perfect methods yeah like as in you know even even babies who sleep in the cot from a few months old there are dangers there children who are you know restrained in a car seat there are still dangers there like there's 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 risk in everything and it's about how you you know mitigate that and how you adapt that for your family so yeah. you know I think there's it's all about personal choice and personal situations and that's why I really it, it actually confuses me you know when, when I see people giving other mothers um that unwanted feedback about yeah. their choices for the family it really confuses me yeah. so I have I have a question about um I saw I was looking at a couple of your your YouTube videos so obviously YouTube is kind of your main I guess platform and where you share a lot of your your um your life and where you've always shared a lot of your life mm. I was looking at one of the videos and you were talking about um how you've kind of navigated different choices that you and your partner you and your husband would have about parenting so yeah you know you were saying that if he had his way yeah. there would be no nothing sugar ever crossing yeah. your door and, you know so <laughs> yeah. how has that manifested for you have have, have there been many discussions that you've had to have about how to parent your your children and how have you compromised and stuff on those issues so funny like that's that started before we were even in a relationship one of our first conversations when we were just dating was it came up this is how I knew he wanted children it came up in conversation he was like when I have kids 
I'm going to have a press where it's like, you know, chopped up carrots and grapes and this, that and the other. And I'm going to tell them that that's sweets and, um, you know, try try and like make it like, oh, you can have a treat after dinner and then give them like a carrot. And they'll be like, oh, daddy, I want a carrot. And that was like, I remember that conversation so clearly, mainly because I was like seeing him very casually and I was like, completely assuming he never wanted a family because okay. of the, a little bit of a fuck boy like let's be honest but <laughs> I think he like was that type um because I'd known him a long time like on the periphery he was kind of like a, an acquaintance so when this conversation came up I was like oh you actually want kids so that's why that sticks in my head so we've been talking about this food thing for such a long time and Thomas is very like he can eat like the same thing every day and he eats you know all the smoothies and he's vegetarian and he's very like very health conscious gym blah blah but he's never had an eating disorder or anything like that whereas I've had two different eating disorders I've had body dysmorphia for god knows how long and I've always kind of had to I've I've managed I feel when you say you're recovered from an eating disorder I think people like don't understand what you mean by that but basically yeah yeah. for me like it's I've been eating normally for I don't know how long now 10 years more but um I don't know if it's ever like fully gone in the sense that like Mm -hmm. it can be like triggered in a way of like thoughts you know thoughts Mm -hmm. of like if I if I really restricted my food I think I would binge or I would want to Mm -hmm. binge like things like that Mm -hmm. um or if I went on a diet, I would become very like orthorexic in my thinking. I get very obsessive about like the health of, of everything, or whatever. Yes. And yes. Um, so I have a very different approach to that kind of thing because I'm so I never want my kids to like to absorb any of that kind of thing. I know when I was younger, my mom went on a lot of like, you know, Weight Watchers and the diets and stuff. Yes, yeah, I was yeah. absorbing that from a very young age. And like mm-hmm. she, she'd be making one thing for us, but then she'd be making an, a vegetable omelet for herself. And like foods were very much in like categories of like good and bad. And there was the the bad drawer of all the treats and the 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 and she'd be like, you can have X amount of those but you have to have this and then you can have that. And it was very like that. So I just, I'm so nervous of my son ever picking up on that for one, just because I don't want him to like demonize certain food or think certain food is like, Oh, I only want to eat that. And that's crap. Cause that's a vegetable. You know, I don't want him to have yes, that yeah. either, but I really don't want him to ever like see, Oh, like if I have them, then, you know, that's bad or or mm-hmm. if I get fat then that's bad or whatever mm-hmm. um, and then as well I've had like teeth issues like dental issues I've lost some teeth and stuff so I'm I'm also like conscious of sugar so I'm like how do I how do I approach this like it's just mm-hmm. a kind of constant conversation we're having all the time but I feel like I very much won out on that because he's on un- he's very understanding of like I have more of a knowledge in that area than, mm-hmm. than he would and our to be fair like our parents never banned any food in the houses and like look at him and look at what he's eaten but like his mom would let them have whatever you know dessert and this and that and the other and mm-hmm. um so it's it's like it's really hard my son you know the way I told you he's starting preschool the thing the handbook came there last week and I was looking at mm-hmm. it, and it was like no unhealthy food allowed only healthy food they can't have chocolate crisps and all that kind of stuff and fizzy drinks but then it also was like and I know they can't have peanut butter because of like nut allergies but it was yeah, like yeah. They can't have yogurt and there's loads of things on the list that they can't have and I'm like <laughs> like I'm nervous now what am I going to send and like because he he'd be bad into his like nut butters and things but then 
literally out of his like safe food options there's only about four meals that I'm like would be would be acceptable for his lunchbox because like mm-hmm. a lot of them would have been mi- something mixed in with yogurt or would have like um yeah so I, I don't I don't know what is why is something considered like a sweet thing but then an oat bar has the same amount of sugar and like I, you know what I mean yeah yeah, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Field and it's so there's still very much this like kind of a this is what healthy food is and this is what unhealthy food is and I really don't like I really don't like that um Mm -hmm. with kids and I'm and I get I I do understand when I was in school there was like bar machines so admit yeah oh yeah like yeah bring in your sandwiches throw them in the bin and then get two (laughs) bars and have them for lunch I don't know if it's I don't think it's probably like that anymore in schools but like so I I do understand that they have to encourage kids to be eating like uh, full filling meals with like whole foods and stuff but it's just even like the language around it and all I'm just really um yeah I don't know how to really navigate that it's almost like we've gone too far in the opposite direction like yeah fair enough we don't have the bar machines and we don't have the like crisps and the coke and the whatever in schools anymore but it's almost like it's gone so far in the opposite direction out of fear or whatever that Mm. you're you're giving children a complex about food yeah. in a in a in a roundabout way you know you're oh, making kids see because you know there's there's an element of then I was thinking you know will your son come home and be like all I've eaten is fruit and veg and you know fiber all day so I'm absolutely gonna tear my head in, in a bowl of chocolate yeah, yeah. You know. or it's a case of like some kids are so fussy that like they might go to school and not eat anything and, and not eat that's what I was thinking you know? to you yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Like, as far as I'm concerned like sending your kid to school with what they want to eat now obviously within reason but like yeah. a yogurt to me it should be kind of fine for a toddler you know I know and I'm like I'm I'm nervous now of him having the same lunch every day and people being like I I said that to my dad I was like what if I get because he one thing he eats a couple of things I I kind of put things into like you know mashed banana or mashed sweet potato or I put into things um and he loves them but like I make him pancakes it's one of the only ways I can get eggs into him for protein because he doesn't eat any meat and Mm -hmm. um I'm like, what if I, if I end up giving him pancakes for his lunch every day? And he's like, yeah, but people eat a sandwich for lunch every day and no one ever bats an eyelid about that. And it's just yeah. like no bread and whatever on it. Why should they care if he has that every day? So it mm. is, it's such a, and you get this whole thing then about like, oh, their parents and all. Cause like only, like a lot of my friends are only starting to get pregnant now and have babies now. I only have a very small handful of friends who have kids. And anytime mm. we do talk about all this stuff, like all our kids are really different. Like they'll all eat different things. They all have different uh, safe foods and foods that they would never touch. And they all like, we all parent them so differently. But I feel so safe and comfortable talking to them about this stuff. But then it's like, parents online or parents from for the other kids in school I'm so nervous about like the judgment and the like Mm. am I doing things right and I hate that like I just really want to let that go because I just Mm. never been the type of person to like well years ago but like for for most of my adult life I've not let that kind of like external judgment impact my decision making so much as like now with like Mm -hmm. my kids and stuff Mm -hmm. I get really um you know I'm so conscious of like that he he would watch over the course of the day like a couple of hours of telly because yeah he eats more food if he has telly on and I eat I eat with the TV as well so I was like mm-hmm. how do I how do I like suddenly just start sitting at the table in silence eating and like 
yeah, we can sit and have a chat, but we do that all day. We sit and talk yeah. all day. So all like, day. Yeah. I don't yeah. mind having it on. And also like, if I have to do a couple of emails or, or whatever, yeah. a lot of the work yeah. you, you do, you'd understand is like a lot of admin and I have to do a lot of that when they're asleep or whatever. But sometimes if he's eating, I'll like sneak in a bit of stuff and it helps. But then you see the the guidelines on screen time and you're just like, oh, like, I'm just like, I don't want to take on all this like guilt. And like, but I want to know, like, who's making those guidelines? Are they parents? Are they, have they got experience with actual children? And are they, <laughs> you know, like, granted. Have you ever met a baby? Like, <laughs> have you ever, have you ever met a toddler? Like, yeah. have you because seriously sometimes I look at the guidelines and it's not just for screen time it's for everything and you kind of go the practicalities of parenthood and and with the complete like again it's completely ignoring the privilege that you and I have of you know we have our own home we have a career we have like we have the ability to put our child in front of a television for a while while we yeah. do like there are so many parents who have like no childcare who have no other choice other than to let Miss Rachel do a bit of parenting yeah. for on their behalf for a couple of oh, hours she, while they she is you know she what a oh, wonderful co-parent she is what a wonderful <laughs> oh my god it's me and my husband and Miss Rachel the three of us in it together but like it's, it's, you know it's it really like if that really bugs me that that thing about screen time I'm like those people are not in the house with you all day long seven days a week while you are trying to live your life raise your child do the best you can and I genuinely think if you're if your kid sits in front of a screen for a couple of hours and then the rest of their day is spent out in nature out looking at the horses going on a walk with their nanny and it's like you know what I mean half the day every single day we're out in the garden we're going to playground we're going for walks you know you're going somewhere like someone else's Mm -hmm. library whatever and putting on the telly like during you know he'd have it for like say 30 45 minutes breakfast lunch dinner and you know you're doing clean and you're doing you're doing so much other stuff and I, yeah. I sometimes I'm like how do people who don't show screens manage like I don't understand like and I'm always as well trying so hard to manage my own stress and rage and exhaustion that like I don't want to be I need those little mental breathers to just like yeah, yeah, not yeah. be explosive mm-hmm. and stuff because mm-hmm. I just don't want to be like that um yeah. and that would that that has come out of me a few times I talked about that in a recent video like someone talked to me or someone asked me a question to talk asked me to talk about like mom rage um mm-hmm. you know when you get just like and yeah. I've, had this, uh, I've had that kind of happen a few times where it's gotten really bad and then I've had to like take deep breaths and say to my husband like look I need to be in a different room right now I don't want them to have this experience of me I need to manage whatever's going on with me because it's it's something triggering me and then I'm trying to look at like what what in this situation can I avoid happening in future so that that situation so that that isn't triggered in me because I'm not getting all the time in the world I want to like go for like do all my yoga my long walks and long baths and all the stuff that I used to do to manage mental health and I hate when people are just like you know just take a bit of self-care time like you matter too it's like how How? like I work can you can you come and mind my child while I take some me time yeah yeah if you're available to babysit then I'll take your advice that's actually you know when you asked me earlier about like parenting things that like people have um that's another one is like if I've ever talked about being overwhelmed um Mm -hmm. and then the backlash is always along the lines of 
you have help, you shouldn't be complaining about this. And what they're referring to is basically we like, you know, obviously I have a very involved like my 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 husband is very involved um, and he has a full-time job. So my mother-in-law is my son's childminder. So she'd mind him for a few hours, like during the week and stuff. And we pay her. We don't just expect her to do it. Like it's like, you know, treat. So it's she, a, it's a like, thing, yeah. Um, and then my dad lives with us, but he has a full-time job. He has a very active social life and he's out a couple nights a week. And he also mm-hmm. has uh, health conditions. So like, I would never leave him alone mm-hmm. with, you know, my baby and my toddler while I just go off and do all this. And so people have such a perception, I think, that I have like, you know, this army of people looking after my child and I do nothing like ever. And it's just never like that ever. Like I'm never usually with it. Like right now, my my baby and my husband are down in the bedroom so that I can do this podcast. And uh, my husband then has to go out and help with his dad with other things. And like I I have her all the time. So Mm -hmm. it's a. when I talk about being overwhelmed I'm always kind of commenting on that you grow up with this notion that there'll be like this village to raise your child and that like everyone but my my friends and I always talk about it we all want so much to be more involved in each other's lives but we all have jobs with conflicting schedules our kids and naps are on conflicting schedules our partners then the car situations where we live it's it's so complex yeah, and so difficult who watch you online like don't see the layers of your life and don't know so much of what's going on in your life so that's one thing that like I just wish people wouldn't assume so much that like so much that people online just because like they might be in a privileged position doesn't mean they're not a mother and and doing all of that same monotonous boring messy shit that you're doing at home like it's like most of my day is just like this is my table right now like it's just you know it's 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 the same as everyone else Um, and I think we all have to be like kinder to each other when we want to not even vent but just to talk about it and just to be like god isn't it hard please tell me it's hard for you too like that's all it ever is it's just like you're looking for reassurance that like you're not a failure because you're You're not the only one yeah yeah Yeah. but do you know what though I like you're saying obviously it it applies very much to you being online and and sharing so much of your your family but like it it applies in real life too because I remember um I was at I, I was at a party or like a a barbecue or something last this time last year and someone made a comment to me someone who um kind of lives nearby made a comment like um what did she say she said I was talking about um how my mom helps me out with Lydia and how my aunt helps me out and my mother-in-law helps me out they do a day a week each and again we you know we don't just expect that from them it's yeah it's a job for them to help us out and uh she said, "Sure, you you never see that child," and I was like, "And I was like, that's so. It's just, and that was that's not a that was an in real life comment, you know." And yes. I was like, "That is the most bizarre thing that you could possibly say. That's yeah. that could not be further further from the from truth. The truth. Yeah. <laughs> it couldn't be further from the truth because yeah. yes, they do eight hours three days a week. Yeah, I am still physically like." mere feet away from where they are with my child yeah. and the rest of the week for 24 hours, hours a day, a day yeah. she is my sole responsibility and, and and not just that but like she's always on my mind which I know 
your children oh, yeah. are all they're constantly forget what they're like, doing whether they're sleeping whether they're still, awake whether they're dead. To try and find out what they're doing and you're mm. still worrying about mm. them and it's like well exactly like what you're saying if someone even has your child for a few hours in the day like when my mother-in-law has my son there's still 10 hours of that day that he's awake that he's with me yes and then yeah. there's all the, the other days that he's not with anyone where I have the two of them and yes. it's and nobody sees any of that because the last no. thing I'm thinking of is how do I document this right now especially because I don't share their faces or their names like that that makes adds on another layer of like an, an inability for me to really share my life like mm-hmm. I try so hard to share snippets and this and that but I can't really actually bring people in in the same way I used to yeah. because of yeah, that yeah. and like I don't yeah. mind because it's I kind of needed that as well like a bit more of a boundary and a bit more of a like actually this is for me and not everyone needs all of me and all of my life and every thought I have and and my children do you know what I mean so um but that it's it's impossible for people to really know unless they're in your house what what this is it dealing with and so like I think for them I get it I suppose if all they're seeing is like a scrape of what I'm sharing and then I'm saying oh I'm so wrecked and and they're like oh yeah yeah, yeah. great like everything looks like it's fine over your end and they can I don't know you can't be extracting opinions when you don't have context like it's people do this in every every area of life though like we're in a in a kind of era of like you read a headline and you don't read the article and you believe the headline like so it's that kind of has just filtered down so much but into um, real life yeah 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 but for people in your real life to say that to you like oh like oh if if that was said to my face I think I'd just be like I my face would be stinging which is like well it was I I I was I mean I was so I was I was actually taken aback because I I, you don't expect to hear that sort of thing in and real life she, and she's also a mother which is oh, which is just, you know yeah. the, the the classic thing like I you know it was very I, I think you know what she was probably one, that was probably her projecting that she like she that's she's exactly what I was struggling as well and she's probably yeah. wishing she had more help so like why yeah. can't you just really connect instead of like making a big judgment and then making a dick yeah yeah, yeah. That's, and, and I did I had to think about it because it really got to me and it really stuck with me and I remember excuse me I remember later that day you know trying to process it and going and and I was talking to my husband and I was going what like what do you think why did you think she said that and you know and he was just like uh because she's now you know and I won't (laughs) tell you what he called her (laughs) but in in my defense obviously he was he was saying that but like I I did come to the conclusion that it must have been a projection of of a of something that was going on for her because it was so unnecessary and and not reflective of my life at all so I had to come to that conclusion and um, I think you know it made me not that I would ever comment on someone's parenting but it made me really 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 conscious of the way I speak to other mothers and yeah. how 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 sometimes you know now that 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 wasn't trying she wasn't trying to be nice or, or oh no you know, <laughs> give me any sort of positive feedback there but like even when you're trying to be helpful or trying to be you know well here's what I did if that helps you sometimes that can come across as yeah. it's just too much it's just it's just too far so you have to be really really careful okay. I find when when given um advice what she said to you like if someone had been sitting here 
listening to that with you mm-hmm. in person who had a full-time job and was like well I hardly ever see my kids but it's not by choice it's like I have to work and I have to, you know I am paying for their house yeah. their food and their school and everything like that and it's just that that kind of comment can come across so so insulting like I've had conversations yeah. with my mom about that and because you know when we were younger we didn't see my mom all that much but like we wouldn't have had the life that we had if she if 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 that wasn't the case and we weren't with childminders all the time um because it's just the way things are now like people it's usually always two the two people in the, the like if there are two have to work um and you know i just like i just don't know how people how people can when you're a parent like you know how like the littlest comment can get under your skin like it's mm-hmm. just yeah. we have to just try so hard i'm always i'm always trying to learn as well like where where um the not even where the line is but like just how to express certain things or how to ask certain things or how to say certain things so that it's not taken up wrong do you know what I mean yeah yeah Um, yeah yeah yeah. it's like you know and that's I I started experiencing that like even when I was pregnant because I was like I want to share my pregnancy but I also really don't want to make people who are trying to get pregnant feel bad or you know like yeah just, yeah of course yeah it's really hard the internet is such a weird thing it's still <laughs> it's 10, 10 years place. later doing this I still feel like maybe <laughs> I shouldn't have access to the internet <laughs> <laughs> do you know speaking of the internet actually and you mentioned it there a couple of minutes ago um I have made the decision to not share my daughter's face as well mm. so I have I I she's on my Instagram loads like as in I throw up if we go to the park but it's always the back of her head or I'll yeah. throw up it's like how do you share your life anymore without and, yeah without sharing like I don't yeah. do anything without them <laughs> yes they isn't are. It? like they're they are my whole life yeah. yeah so she she isn't shared in in that sense but I have said her name obviously and I've put her name online and I put her you have not shared your children's faces but you've also chosen not to share their names which I find interesting so yeah. what was that thought process and and did you guys make you and Thomas make that decision together and kind of why yeah so no initially like when I was pregnant I was kind of like I was like cure I was like should I share how much should I share I was thinking about it but I hadn't made a decision to not share them like even when I was pregnant on my first and it was kind of like when he was born and we just kind of had certain conversations I think as well at the time I was experiencing quite a lot of trolling like more than normal and I think it was because with the pandemic and lockdowns like people had nothing else to do so I was just experiencing a heightened amount of like judgment on everything from like my weight gain in pregnancy to like every single thing I said or did or talked about was like a, a big thing and I was just getting a lot more like hate comments and having to block more people and stuff so I was kind of like do I want to put my kid in front of these people like I don't want these people knowing him and having access to hurt him or use any information about him to hurt him in the future or and then I started reading into like why do these people not share their kid and why and I was looking into it a bit more and I was just realizing like from everything from like identity theft to like influencers kids growing up and wanting to sue their parents because they were like I never consented to that and you decided to make me not not famous but like make me really well known with like tens or hundreds of thousands of people without me ever deciding I wanted a part in that and there was so many layers to it and then the one that like really got to me was this thing about how a lot of um 
like pedo rings and stuff use this AI to take pictures from like, like not, not even influencers, just people's Facebook pages of their children and take the faces and um, put them onto existing um, pornographic recordings and then circulate them and sell them. And there's so much awful stuff that like, and I did, and then even Casey Neistat, I was watching him at the time and he stopped sharing his daughter. He was always sharing her. Her name was Francine. And he said he got into a taxi with her and the taxi man turned around and was like, hello, Francine. And she was sobbing and was so oh confused. She was like, why does this man know me? Because for a little child, like they, as they get to that age, like four or five, whatever age it is, where they start to realize like, this is, you know, my core, my family and they're strangers. And I don't talk to them unless, you know, so, you know, um, there was other influencers who like their child was with a childminder and a man approached them in the park and knew the child and said that he was like, um, a friend of the the fathers and like, oh, I was just seeing so much stuff that I just like Thomas and I were just like, the pros massively outweigh the cons. Like the cons of it is like a bit more connection with followers. Um, and then, you know, you're cutting yourself off from a lot of potential work because there's a lot of like companies that work parents with content, parents, yeah. influencers. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Um, you know, obviously like that's, uh, that is and always has been my job. So it was a big decision to make. But at the same time, I just was like, if I, if I, if I put this all out there and then go, back so when it comes to the name thing it was more so just a kind of a case of if we're not sharing that we might as well just not share it just in case and um, mainly just in case like um people were able to like google the name and then it linked back to me um but like my public surname is different from his surname as well so okay kind of, like hope is that like by the time he's old enough to a point where his friends might look me up and find stuff yeah. that he'll he'll understand what I do or a lot of my stuff won't be online anymore or whatever yeah, so yeah, I don't yeah, I don't yeah. really know I haven't like you don't think this stuff through because no. you this as your job all my 20s are splashed on the internet me getting drunk me like oh I'm I'm dating a couple and like me like talking about sex and all this stuff and then like my child like throw child in like I never thought that through <laughs> so obviously like but um I'm really glad I didn't I didn't post them now I was worrying that I would reach a point where I was like oh I don't feel connected at all to my following anymore and I do have days where I'm like I feel sad that people can't know him and my my daughter yeah. like that they they don't know my because I I adore them so much and it's like yeah. you want every parent just wants to share everything but I just yes, found yeah. group chats and like the close friend <laughs> thing on Instagram I'll post them yes, on that. yeah um, yeah. Well, you know, my most liked piece of content I've ever posted online has been very recently. It was me and my son watching a queen on, on TV. And just it was a, it was a joke about how parents don't have to sit through cartoons that their kids like if they don't want to and they can show them whatever. Yeah. But yeah. it's gotten like 140,000 likes on Instagram and his mm -hmm. face is hidden in it. Like there's a bit where he turns and like I have an emoji over his face. So people don't really care. They don't really need to see your kids or really, really want to see. Because I feel like that would be weird. If someone's like, I really want to know what your child looks like. I need to know their name. I'm like, why you don't? That's know? weird. Why? Yeah, That's yeah, weirder. yeah. That's weirder than me not sharing it. Yeah, so, yeah. 
but yeah, that's that's been kind of like I'm just yeah. It, the, the hard part is not sharing their name though, because then you can't just refer to them. And I have to always totally. say my son, my daughter, and that comes yeah. across a bit weird because I don't usually say that in real life. Which is yeah, 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 of course, just um, say their names. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I gave them uh, online names like um, we call my son Pan for pandemic baby, and we call my daughter Ren for renovation baby because that's they were born during those phases. Um, but yes, yeah. It's it, it does make it a little bit harder to be kind of really um in the moment with content because I have to yes yeah you have to think through yeah of course yeah yeah and the I remember seeing that video uh, of you um and your son watching Queen what was it Bohemian Rhapsody the film it was it was Live Aid you know like the, oh, it was Live Aid okay yeah, yeah and I was just that that actually made me go your like it made me think that your approach to parenting is um. It's so like it's somewhat different in a way, in a sense, like you're doing things your completely your own way. But I really loved that, like, you know, you were sitting watching Queen with your baby instead of just throwing on like Humpty Dumpty or whatever. Uh, he, and... you know, he does watch cartoons. This is the, like, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, it's the ones that I absolutely despise. I'm just kind of like, I'm controlling the buttons. I don't have yes, to put that on. Like, yeah. And and it's 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 also he's not gonna end up he's never seen Coco Melon. So if he doesn't yeah. see it, then he doesn't know if he likes it or not. Do you know what yeah. I mean? He That's doesn't know he's missing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But like if he yeah. if he ever obviously loved something, like, you know, fair enough. Yeah. But it's more so just I feel like when when they're so young and they're barely talking, it's just like, mm-hmm. you know, I know so many parents who like get a headache from Coco Melon. Yeah. Just like yeah try Peppa Pig try any of the other ones that are like a bit a bit more gentle do you know um, what I think it is like even like Coco Melon is completely head wrecking but I think it's it's when it's constant you know so you'll, yeah. you'll get as an adult I think you get fed up of whatever is always all on the time. so yeah. there was a time there where all that Lydia wanted to watch was the Wiggles and of, like I was going around singing <laughs> singing yeah. the Wiggles songs as I like when I was driving when I was doing my shopping when I was working I was just like like oh like Simon said I was just singing all their stupid little songs like there's this one <laughs> called do the propeller and I found myself dancing to the songs like alone <laughs> yeah yeah so it's it's that point where you go okay I need to switch something else on but even if yeah. it's to change it to another cartoon it's kind of grand um, yeah. and I was I I was uh, watching Instagram on my phone earlier on and Lydia was sitting next to me and she just leaned over and up uh, like I'm a huge 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 Beyonce fan and oh. she leaned over and she just, she saw me watching a, you know, a clip of her tour that she's doing at the minute. And she went, Yancey? And I was like, <laughs> my parenting is complete. <laughs> my daughter knows who Beyonce is. She can recognize her in concert. That's I have so succeeded. Cute. That's so adorable. <laughs> oh my God. I This is what I mean. Like I do, I love that. Um, <laughs> that you can, you can kind of like introduce them to the stuff you like. And, and then yeah. it's likely that, they will enjoy what they're exposed to, you know, because exactly, exactly. all the things I loved, it's yeah. because my parents played them and showed them to us. And yeah. that's why I like so many of the things that I do like. And I think like me and Thomas always joke about that, but we're just like, imagine if it gets to the age where we can watch Harry Potter and read them the Harry Potter books and they hate it. And they're like, this is so crap. And we've built up for years, like, oh, yeah. Wait to show them Harry Potter, and then they're just yeah. like, "This is this is crap." Because my dad had that with with Star Wars, but like, I I loved it. But I remember him sitting us down, and he was like, "Right now," and he made a huge thing, but like the curtains have to be closed, or we're having popcorn and all this, and we were like, "Oh, these movies are so 
old or from the 70s or the whenever they were yeah. <laughs> and um you know so like I do I do think like it's it's nice to show them that kind of thing just because for your own nostalgia and like have mm-hmm. bonding with them then like when you see your kid responding positively to it, like when I showed my son the Lion King, oh, I was just I watched him watching it rather than just watching it. You know, I was like yeah, yeah, looking yeah. for every little reaction to what was happening on on screen. Now I did skip over move past the time because I'm not ready. Of course, no, no, no three year old is ready for that. No, no, <laughs> no thirty five year old is ready no. for that. I can I can tell you. I was oh, not ready when I first saw that. Even Bambi, like I still skipped the mommy dying. I don't know when I'm supposed to start like showing showing them the realities. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think three is not the age for no. certain. For certain. No. Um, Melanie, I just, I have like, I literally have, yeah, I have like 10 other things, 10 other topics I want to talk to you about today. But <laughs> we're going to have to wrap it up at some point yeah, really, aren't we? Uh, we both, we both have children to get back to. So yeah. that was just so, so lovely. And it's, I just completely got lost in that conversation. So thank you so much for chatting to me today about all things parenting and your two little cuties. Um, and well, I mean, I presume they're cute. I've only ever seen the back of their head, but <laughs> <laughs> they've got cute backs of their heads. <laughs> they do. Although when they you, really do. I feel like every parent is so biased. You think your own child is the most beautiful thing. Oh yes, one hundred percent. Like yes. I literally, and I say to Thomas, I'm like, I'm not being biased, though they actually are. They actually are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Same. I'm like, I, I always say to my husband, I'm like, look at her face. Look at her face. And he's like, I oh, know, I've seen her. And like, so look though. Yeah, like, look how beautiful she is. And he's like, we, yes, I know. I get it. And the funny thing is, she is the, like, she is identical to him. Oh. And he's like, he, like, they're identical. There is not one ounce of me in her whole face. And I'm just like, obsessed her. And like, if she had a bit more facial hair, she would literally look like my very manly husband. So there, there's a part of me that's like, am I being biased? <laughs> anyway, anyway. Thank oh, you, was, Melanie, so honestly, much. It was so nice to be on and chat. So lovely to chat. Thank you so much for listening and to Water Wipes, the number one baby wipe in Ireland, for their support. Their wipes are made with simply two ingredients, 99.9% water and a drop of fruit extract. And they are also plant-based and plastic-free. If you enjoyed this conversation, subscribe, rate or leave a review. You can share this episode across social if you like and you can get in touch with the guest on social media and their handles will be in the show notes.